dun, dun, dun. We're back. Your creativity. How you been, Steve? Um, I'm alive. Well, that's good. It's holiday time, Dylan. It is. Things are crazy right now. Yeah. How, how's business? Um, things are crazy right now, Dylan. <laughs> it's probably a better question for the staff because I'm the least important one. So they actually probably prefer when I'm not here because I just get in the way. You're a cheerleader too, though. Yeah, but I'm kind of like, oh, those look really good. And then I just start eating everything. So it's probably valuable that I'm not here. Sure. So, but, but, Dylan, today we have a good guest. We do. Elizabeth Leach. Yes, she has a podcast on the network called All Wrong. It took a hiatus. It's back. She just did a three-hour episode. Yeah, unbelievable. I How the hell did you do a three-hour episode? She's like... When you have so much childhood trauma to talk about, you could just keep talking forever. You know, you just don't even need to stop. So don't bring up my childhood trauma. No, totally do. We could stay here all day. To, to talk about <laughs> my trauma? Yeah. Where did All Wrong come from? Because I knew it after it came on. Yeah. So um, it's kind of weird. I just did stand-up comedy around town. And I made friends with this other comic named Jonathan Falconer. And he used to do light, late night family jewels, if you remember that podcast. Yeah. And he mentioned something to um, Sasha Bloom, the old podcast bro. And I said, I would love to have a show. And I'd love to call it Alt Wrong because I think that's very funny. And he said, what would you do it on? And I said, you'll find out. <laughs> and that's basically the story of that. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, and I know some of your early episodes, you're really a big fan of horoscopes. Oh, yes. Yeah, I think that they uh, tell us everything about everything we need to know. Wait, you're either an Aries or a Leo. I'm an Aries and Lauren is a Leo. Yeah. Okay, Lauren was a Leo. Yes. And you're crazy because like, okay, <laughs> you totally like, you you kind of feel that Aries, it was an accurate like. yeah depiction of yourself yes oh yeah i thought like that's why like horoscopes are so frustrating for me is i just feel like they can't possibly be true but then somehow they are like for whatever reason when are your guys's birthdays june 11th i'm a gemini there you go what would you guess my birthday is i don't know probably sagittarius what are you november I'm a Scorpio. Scorpio. Oh my and god, I was you close. said that I was you in your podcast you referred to Scorpios as assholes. And I'm you, sorry. I mean, you kind of basically <laughs> said that listen, we're all jerks. Listen, I I think maybe that was Lauren. Um I think she has more history with Scorpios. Um my history with a Scorpio is once, I think. But you have one relationship with a Scorpio. Yeah, That's it. Yeah, it was actually pretty fun. Yeah, it was actually pretty fun. Okay. I can't complain. But what I can say is the frustrating thing for me about horoscopes is like, without fail, I will not get along with someone and I will struggle with them. And like, it's just like this headbutting power struggle. And then I'll be like, you know what? When's your birthday? And without fail, they're cancers. And I'm so like, you don't why? get along with cancers. I guess. And I don't even believe in it. But that's what's so vexing is I'm like, why is this tried and true? This is bunk science. Why is it working? But it works. I don't know. I don't know the rules. Okay, but you took the step further because back in, I'm guessing it was 2012-ish. Maybe. 
you you decided to do a tattoo. Yes. And yeah. you you wussed out. Yeah. You, so you were gonna do Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. In my mouth. And uh, Barry is sitting here, your dog, yeah. named after Barry yeah, Obama. Yeah, Bark Obama. Yep. And mm-hmm. so, but you ended up doing yeah. So you did your horoscope, your zodiac sign. Yes. In your mouth. Yeah, only because um, even then I didn't really like. It's it's like a fun little. It's like a take a quiz and figure out what kind of color you are. You know, it's like a fun thing. Everybody likes to hear about themselves. Everybody likes to be told what they are. And I just thought, you know, if Mitt Romney wins this election, this is a commitment. And it's not that I'm not into Obama. It's that, like, I just, I had too much pride when I was 17. And so... It's in your freaking mouth. It's in my lip. Okay. Is it, like, Black Panther style, like, of tattoo? No, it was, I did white and red Aries symbol. And I only chose it because I was like, I'll always be an Aries. You know, like, that won't change. Does it glow in the dark? I wish. But my friend at the time, he got a middle finger, like some, a flip off. In his mouth. Yeah. And it looks like a penis and it's really funny. <laughs> and his isn't fading. So, you know. And your, yours is fading? Mine's faded. Like, you can't really see it at all. You'd have to really know what you're looking for. Because white and red. I was such a pussy. Like, I was like, I don't want black. And I, like, what if Barack loses? And No, but, like, w- hello, you're totally not a pussy. How, didn't that, like, hurt? Yeah. I it, mean, like, so I'm just I always saying, tell people, picture a needle being dragged, like, drug through an orange. It, yeah. like, little pockets of blood would, like, splatter because it's just, like, I don't know, it's very veiny in there. Like, there's a lot of blood flow going. So it bleeds a lot and it really hurts. And, yeah, it was, it was a choice. Choices were made that night. Yeah. Definitely. Well, no, they're still being made, probably. Yeah. Yeah. On, on my other podcast, Ask the Stripper, Molly was talking about getting her injections into her lip. Oh, nice. And describing that, where they put the needle. When the episode's out, you can, she'll describe it better, but they put the needle in all the way and they release it as they're pulling it out. Mm. Sounds terrible. Okay, don't anyway. ever do that either. Yeah. No, I've never done that. That's actually on my dating profile as a perk, well, a special talent of mine, is that my lips are real. No offense to Molly. I totally encourage doing whatever you want, but my lips are real, which surprises people because my grandma gave them to me and they are a genetic lottery. Yes. I have a you lot scored. of other flaws, though. Okay, so, okay, well, let's get to the flaws. <laughs> yeah, so let's go there. So I'm more comfortable with that. It's just, I just always look at people who get lip injections, and I'm like, God, I'm so glad I don't have to do that, because it's going to, oh, it just hurts my soul. Well, yeah, that would kind of hurt. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so in your dealings, you mm-hmm. also, your last podcast was on relationships. The three and a half hour one. Oh yeah, it was on ch- childhood abandonment, having your parent fail, just one eighty, peace out, say bye. But I wanted to like twist it, and yeah. then because you kind of talked about like dating and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So when you're dating now, I'm in the dating sphere, so I need to know <laughs> what what is an ideal date to for you? me. Yeah. Like man in general, relationship wise, or date as in how about both fun thing we do like in like in a general like what what 
interests you or what do you think is unique? Okay, I love humor. Like someone was funny. Um, someone that is not also like you can't be intimidated by a smart girl or a funny girl or an ambitious girl. Some guys are. Sometimes they like to be the boss and they don't like to be challenged by a woman. And that's just fucking works for me. Wouldn't that be pretty boring though? It's so like, boring. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be pretty boring. Even worse is a man who does want a woman to just dominate. That's also very boring. Someone that's like, please be my boss. Yes, like, no. I will do whatever you tell me. Yeah. See, I'm I somewhere think. in the middle. My w wife is really smart. We've been together over 20 years now. Nice. And, you know, she's just so smart. And, you know, she has her mindset on figuring something out. And, like, by the next morning, she'll, she'll be talking about it. It's just, it's amazing. But she also respects my opinion, my space, me wanting to do things. So, yeah, it, it, it's nice. It, and that's why it's been working for 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've yet to. Yeah, I think I messed it up. Well, I think I'm just like, a, you know, a pain in the ass to be with. I'm pretty high maintenance. Yeah, I'm well, kind how of. How are you high maintenance? Well, like, I, explain to me. Do you only have like Egyptian cotton sheets, three thousand thread count? Like, no, what's this but I do like? have the bamboo ones or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh yeah, those are nice. Um, it, I think that's what they are. But yeah, I have those. I just am high maintenance. Like they have to make me laugh. They have to be smart. I don't like charity laughs. I don't like... Um, you know what I hate more than anything? And women do it more than men? What? That's so funny. <laughs> That's, That's so, so funny. funny. I'm like, fuck you. Laugh you, at my joke, please. Like, if I it's funny, it. just start laughing? Yeah, just you don't have to tell me. You could just laugh, you know? You don't have to let me know that it's funny, because if it was funny, you wouldn't be like, That's funny. Like, I know it was funny. I said it. Okay, so, and starting as a comedian, mm -hmm. did you have relationships where you didn't really know these people, but you'd go into a situation, and um, people would just look at you kind of weird, and they would just be like, she's so weird, why does she do this? And then all of a sudden, you're like, well, I do stand-up, and their whole attitude changed from, like, being standoff to be like, oh my god, she's so hilarious. Yes, yes, one of my pet peeves is when they, like, find out you're a comedian, and then it's like, their one talking point to all of their friends. Like, this is Elizabeth. She's a comedian. And I'm like, I'm also an Aries. So it's weird that that was your first comment. Well, no, but I mean, it's pretty vital to know that you're a comedian. That's pretty it's, powerful. Yeah, it's vital. It's powerful. But it's also, I feel like it almost becomes like a badge of their honor. Like, they're so proud about it. But, like, in a way that makes me feel like, I don't know, like a trophy a little bit. Look what I have. Look what I found. And my observation of this was I had a friend who he would come across like he's a stalker. Like he just w was like really friendly and he would oh, just talk about anything. Okay. And and then people would all of a sudden be like, oh, you do stand up? Oh, okay. And their whole like attitude would completely change. And like instead of thinking he was a stalker, they're all of a sudden, oh, he's so amazing. He's just, and I'm like. Duh, he was amazing, even like when you thought he was a stalker. It's just, he is quirky. But. One of my favorite moments starting stand-up was you, you have these, so you have this moment where you're like, I'm doing it, I'm going to do it. And then you do well, right? So you go back. And you're getting in the line, you're waiting, this is back when we had lines at 
wise guys. It was a terrible time. You have to like leave work early, stand in line for two hours just to like pray that you get on a list. And like the first while, I feel like when you first start, you're very egotistical. Like you kind of, you went over the first hump. And so you're like, I've arrived, ladies and gentlemen. And after a couple of weeks, it was like, oh my gosh, these people are crazy. And then realizing, oh my God, I'm one of them. <laughs> the crazy I am the do. crazy person. Yes, exactly. Like you slowly come to this weird realization where you're like, man, all these people are really, they are really messed up. And then you like look at yourself and you're like, that's why I'm here. I am also messed up. And are there that's any sane comics? I don't think so. No, none, none that are successful, no. I don't think it's in the mix. <laughs> you can't be, yeah. So that was like a fun realization. What do you think makes a, a successful comedian? I would say, um, I think, okay, one thing I did learn is that not all comics are funny people. Like, there are funny people that are witty, like they banter, and they have this defense mechanism that's just really great because they're just funny all the time. And some comics are not funny people. They're just, they know how to write jokes. And I think what makes a good comic is being a funny person. Uh, because it's kind of in great, it's like, it's a part of who you are. So you don't have to like try as hard. But more importantly than that is grit. Like you really have to dedicate to it. It is a skill that you have to like practice. You have to show up for it, put in time, put in effort. So even if you're not naturally funny, if you put in enough time and effort, you might actually become a good comic. You're going to work on that, Dylan? I, I have too much stage fright. I think I'd be better at improv. Improv's fun. Because, like, on the spot, I freeze up. I'll, I'll mess it up. You know, but if I'm bantering with somebody back and forth, I'm, I'm good at that kind of stuff. Yeah. But stand-up, I don't think I could do it. Maybe if I did improv for a while and build up that self-confidence. But, yeah. I could do stand-up in front of no one. Because I think the audience would scare the hell out of me. Uh, you just black out. Like, everyone blacks out. It's like, I don't know if that's talked about. You get up there. You do your thing. You're nervous. Everyone's nervous, usually, even if you seem calm. And then you get off stage, and you're like, what, what did I just say? I don't actually remember. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if that was good. It probably explains the dazed looks that I get when I see comedians after. They're probably just coming out of their blackout. Like. Yeah, they're like, it's just a really intense adrenaline high. And you're just like, it's like a drug, honestly. It's pretty great. I highly recommend trying it a couple times. What's the longest set you've done? 15 minutes. It was pretty good. It was a good one, you know? Where was it at? Urban Lounge, I believe. Or maybe it was 11 minutes. I can't remember, but... We're going to go with 15. Yeah, Let's ro roll with it, you know? It's like four <laughs> extra minutes. Yeah, yeah, right? I'm like, I... You could have long paused in between. Yeah, exactly, you know? So, yeah, and that was really fun. That was Free Kittens show. It's a really fun show they used to do pre-COVID. Jason Harvey, yeah. Yep. It's a really awesome show. Has, so has COVID impacted your life? Oh, yes. Like, first of all, dating's harder. Um. What What's... An average COVID date for you? COVID date, uh, sometimes a FaceTime. Um, back like how do you become FaceTime worthy? 
Uh, I don't even know because honestly, I quit doing the FaceTime thing because it's so awkward. Because <laughs> it's just like you can't like look this at something my, and be like, is, "Oh, look at that! Wow!" This is my apartment. Yeah, and they they always wanted to give you the tour, and you're like, "I don't need. I really don't need the tour. I'm okay." For the love of God, that I don't need to look at your fridge. Yeah, I like. I get it. You have a toilet, probably, hopefully, a bed somewhere. I get it. I've seen apartments, you know. <laughs> It just fake having a cat. Oh, I think my cat knocked over something. Yeah, right. Gotta go. Gotta go. Yeah, exactly. That's Are you saying I'm not going to look cool if I like do a like a FaceTime and my cat walks around in the background? I'll no, be like, that's no, the neighbor's cat. No, I was just saying that was an cat. excuse not for her to get off of it that the cat knocked over something, whether she has a cat or not. Felix, get away. Your cat's cool. I think your cat would help you. I think that would be really funny if Help you said, out. whose cat is that? I don't know whose cat this is. <laughs> Where the hell did this cat come from? Yeah. You leave your doors open and look what comes in. <laughs> Just, Why is, I don't know how that litter box got there. What is this? <laughs> whose apartment is this? Holy shit, I don't even live here. I blacked out. I blacked out. I've just come in through. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I got to go. Yeah, I don't. so FaceTimes... I will say, like, I will sometimes be brave enough to go to, like, an empty-ish restaurant, you know? Um, but also, I, I feel like I'm brave because I had COVID earlier this year, and so I feel like maybe I'll get it again, but maybe not. Maybe I'm immune. Maybe I'm superhuman. I don't know. You might be a superhero. Yeah. Like, that's my one talent is getting COVID once, then my antibodies stay around forever. It's all because of the tongue or the tattoo. Yeah, it's just it's yeah. That's the that was my secret to maintaining these antibodies without Regeneron. So that, that's a YouTube video we have to do, Steve. There, hell no! <laughs> like seriously, I think I would I would pass out like watching. I don't. I couldn't do it. It's it's rough. Honestly, it was really hard to watch my friend get that middle finger slash penis in his. Did mouth. he do it first? <laughs> no, I did it first. Okay, yeah, because I would have to do it first, I think, too. Yeah, yeah, I think that's why he was like, I don't want to do it, because he was like, that was so horrible to watch you go through. It really does hurt. It really does. Yeah. I've had other tattoos, and I don't know that that's the worst. I actually think my finger tattoo is the most painful, ironically. How many tattoos do you have? I have one in my mouth, four. Four. four, is it? No, one, two, three, four. Yes, four. Final answer. I have one. Where's, what's yours? It's back here. Uh, I'm pointing to my right shoulder, and it says, living is easy with eyes closed. Wow. Beatle lyrics. And yeah, there you go. That kind of describes me, you know. What does that, like, explain? Well, to me, it's like, you know, living is easy if you're not, you know, looking at everything. Yeah, paying That's attention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you know too much. Yeah, I like that. It's kind of sad, but it's it's true. Just go through life naive. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty laid back, so, you know, me thinking like that, I want to be that far off target. Yeah, it's not right. necessarily true, but it's it's in the scope. Yeah, there you go. What about you? Do you have any tattoos? No, I see, again, I'm a wuss, but yeah. I <laughs> have a ton get... of scars. Like, I've had a zillion surgeries. I have a ton of That's scars. That's way more brave. Well, yeah, it wasn't by choice, so, I mean... <laughs> but you still just show up that day. I have a Mercedes symbol on my hip. Wow, that's so cool. Is it right? 
my doctor was <laughs> my doctor was like it's i made you a mercedes and i was like what the hell and, and my scar is shaped like the mercedes little like wow star that thing was so nice of him to make me a mercedes yeah he was there like you, you are luxury my friend yeah yeah i hope so that's so nice maybe it was a volkswagen and he just <laughs> got a little crazy with the mercedes symbol No, we'll make it a Mercedes. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Or the cool. peace sign. I could, that would be cool, too. Oh, yeah. Just... That would have been pretty nice. I, I guess sign. I can cut myself and make it into a peace sign. Yeah. Just might keep well. adding. We're going dark again. I always say, like, <laughs> people should try cutting. It's very cool. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> and doesn't hurt at all. No, it doesn't. It's harmless, really. <laughs> Self-harmless is what it is. Should be called. No, no dark humor. Oh, I've been on a roll today, you guys, with my dark jokes. I've been offending everyone. Was that a long day today? Yeah, it was. It was a long day at work, you know. Okay, so when you're doing your interviews, you've done a lot of interviews and mm-hmm. meeting people. What's your ideal guest? Or what's a, what would make a successful interview? Okay, I would say um, for me, if I'm interviewing someone, if they're open and vulnerable, if they're... Um, I suppose as a thoughtful. host, have you ever been like vulnerable? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I think I've said some things. I know that um, I've said some things that I've gotten flack for from personal f- friends and family. They're like, "Why did you say that?" But I was like, "It's my experience too." You know, you're in my life, so I gotta have my opinion on my life. And if you're in it, you know, like my dad. I talked to, I was like, hey, just so you know, Childhood Abandonment uh, podcast is coming out. Just, if you want to listen to it, by all means, go for it. But I'm not trying, like, don't take anything personally, right? You know, it's my experience. And he was like, yeah, 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 I was there too. I get it. And so, you know, we have a common understanding. But yeah, so you got to be, you got to be vulnerable as a, as a host. You can't just bring on some dude whose mom left and then be like, I'm not going to talk about mine. You know, when my dad left, you have to. Do you ever have guests that come on and they have this almost like a rehearsed like routine and like the answers are all the same? How do you break them of that? Ooh, I don't know if I've had that quite, but I would say just throw them curveballs. Like ask them about something that has nothing to do with anything that they've ever done. Just be like, what's the last illegal drug you did? And they're like, what? This isn't in my script. And you're like, yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Weed. I'm too much. Of, <laughs> I'm too much of a wuss even for that. I had way too many surgeries. I was allergic to morphine. Oh really? I, so I am just like, yeah. I'm like, I'm good. I actually, me sober. Can you imagine me on anything? Because I, I think it might not be pretty. It yeah. could be a train wreck if I'm ever. It might on be something. really fun though, but like you know, high risk, high reward. That's kind of the name of the game here. Yeah, I'm pretty high maintenance without it. Like I can only imagine. Yeah. It would be fun to see, at, at least. Once. <laughs> yeah. Think about the other people. They want to yeah. see you go through a rough time, okay? <laughs> they want to see now, you I'm the one sitting in the reality. corner being like, what in the hell are they doing? Secretly judging them. That's what I do in the corner. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love it. It's like my Aunt Sue Ann. Wait, I'm like your aunt? No, just judging. I'm joking. You're better than her. 
I'm sorry for saying that. That was really rude of me to say it. I have man boobs. It was a joke. You know, I have man boobs. So, like, I I don't know how I like her. (sighs) Nothing wrong with man boobs. Nothing wrong with them. No. Okay, and then cornucopias. You talked about, like, Thanksgiving. We just got past. Do you have any opinions on Christmas? Yeah, I think it's a bullshit holiday that uh, the Catholic Church rebranded. It was a pagan holiday that was the Catholic Church was like, we got to get these pagans to become Catholic, a Roman Catholic um, church, and so they were like, we'll just incorporate your solstice holiday, um, and we're gonna call it Christmas, and now it's Jesus's birthday, and so that's my issue. And then like now it's a total capitalistic like, you got to buy a bunch of shit for that. Well, for I'm all okay for the receiving end of that. Yeah, but buying is a pain in the ass. You're not gonna buy me anything. Unfortunately, not this year. Um, but next year for sure. I kind of checked out of all holidays this year. Like I'm usually excited for Halloween and Christmas. Not the slightest this year. Yeah, it's kind of sad. You know, yeah. okay, working like COVID is sad. It's like it's making me sad. Okay, but I so doing the chocolate shop thing. I never shop for anybody for christmas <laughs> so it's usually like the week after here you go here here's a here's christmas some thing it's in a bag i was too busy to get this no i don't even <laughs> give them chocolate because like it's it's worth it's really valuable this time of year like i can't <laughs> like, like um, i can't no, make it gold i cannot make it fast enough so yeah. it's like i'm yeah sorry i know that that's your favorite mom but i'm out i'm out yeah money comes <laughs> i'm not i'm not gonna make another batch just for you yeah, yeah. Uh, that's I, I'm like pretty okay with like the camaraderie of Christmas like the like we all get together and we get each other shit and we love it and we drink an eggnog but I just hate the whole he's the reason for the season and you're like, okay with the eggnog part like if there's alcohol yeah like I can drink anything that's spiked I'll be as long as there's alcohol in it. Yeah. So I'm going to say, eggnog on its own is just... It's pretty thick and gross. Yeah. And to me, it already sounds like it's like got alcohol in it. It tastes like it already has alcohol in it. Oh, yeah, because of the egg. Yeah. It's like that weird burn. So if it doesn't, I'm like, Why would what am I doing this? Yeah. Yeah, that's... I, I just think it's weird how people celebrate pagan holidays and think that they're not pagan, but they totally are. And... That's my only issue with it. I like to be preached to, you know? It's a very preachy time of year. That's true. Yeah. But, I mean, there is Festivus and stuff, too. For the rest of us, yes. Very important. (laughs) Which, I guess that can be preachy, too. Uh, Only if you're in the errands of grievances phase. And then, yeah, it's going to get preachy because everyone has a grievance. What are your guys' grievances this year? (laughs) You want just one? Ouch. That's like, <laughs> I don't know where to go on that. Oh, well, okay. My, my one grievance, I'm pretty pissed at COVID because I really miss my favorite things. I miss live music. I miss yeah. like being able to go sit in a restaurant. But I also, as like a food industry, I miss hearing people, just that background noise of people up in our shop just laughing at their own conversations, oh, like yeah. eating stuff. I miss that sound. Oh, that's um, like so nice. I miss, and so my grievance would be that. But, Aww. But but I've also learned a lot of stuff too. Like I've you know people that are important to me, it become very more valuable, like yeah. a lot more important in my life. So it's made me kind of appreciate them also. 
Yeah, that's good. But I'm still pissed at COVID. Yeah, we're still mad. I'm pissed at COVID too. We were supposed to go to like four or five concerts oh, damn. this summer. Um, Alanis Morissette, Journey. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it was I, was. I was very excited, and we were supposed to go to Florida uh, back in October to Walt Disney World. You know, first time going there, so that kind of. But with the downtime, I've got a lot of self-reflection, so it's helped me figure some stuff out, stuff I need to not have in my life anymore. So it's been helpful too, but it can still suck it. Yeah, for sure. I guess my grievance, what would it be? Uh, well, like I don't want to do COVID because we've all done COVID. It is a big <laughs> bummer. Um, I guess my other grievance, um, is, okay, this is a grievance. I really dislike people who don't Venmo you when they say they're going to Venmo you. It's my grievance. I'd like to air. And what's your Venmo so people can? Elizabeth Leach. <laughs> I got it first. Um, not a very common name. But, yeah, uh, that's like a, I hate requesting on Venmo. I hate it. I, I refuse to do it. It feels very aggressive to me. Like it feels too aggressive. And so then I just passively aggressive become angry when I don't get, so I, I feel like I shouldn't have to ask, you know? Like if you say you're gonna Venmo me, you should Venmo me. I feel like there are a lot of people in the world that have this grievance, but it's pretty lame in comparison. There's really no growth aspect of that grievance. Growth in your wallet. Yeah, like that would be nice. But. <laughs> But I suppose if we're talking about COVID, I would say my grievance with COVID is definitely seeing my friends. I was very social. I like really went and did a lot of stuff all the time. And I can't do that really anymore. At least I now like have my bubble of friends that we kind of, we're taking the UK model where you have a household bubble where you can merge three households. So you've merged three households. Yes. Yes, we have. How did you get into that club? So, I mean... I just texted them in a group text and said, you guys are in my household. I, like, I order it. I bequeath it. Do they have to sign waivers? And do you have to, like, approve of who you get to go see? In no. No, it's trust-based. Everyone basically works from home, except there is one person in our bubble that is, like, objectively maybe riskier. She's an ER nurse. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> But she already had COVID, so... Do you keep your distance from her? Yes, we make sure she sits in the corner. She's also pregnant, so... You're like, you get over there. <laughs> yeah, you're boring now, and you're an ER nurse. But no, we'll she already had COVID, so she's also safe to be around for the time being. We don't know how long that all lasts, right? Like, how long those antibodies yeah. live. But we got the vaccine, then it will, a small portion of the... Okay, if you guys get... were eligible to get it, if you are, I don't know if you are. Uh, like, I'm on the fence. Would you get it? You're on the fence. I'm on the fence. I'd do it. I'd do it. I'm like I'm... mad I can't just do it right now. Like, and then I could. Go to Somebody Spain. actually had a good point. Like, the longer maybe they'll get better, like some of the vaccines that they mm -hmm. have. Right now they're good, but they may get better. Yeah, exactly. So I'll take it as soon as I can, but. I am like, please give it to me. I would like to start traveling the world. I'm like kind of selfish, but also to protect those around me. 
make sure we get herd immunity going. You know, Just, I'm a little nervous with it. You know, getting done so quickly. Yeah, that's where my my nerves are about it. Haven't you ever like stayed up really late and like submitted a project right at eleven fifty nine? But it was still a good project. But it was still pretty good. Yeah. See me. I think that's the COVID vaccine. Sometimes I work better under pressure. Overnighters, yeah. Yeah. Maybe they were all on a lot of Adderall. <laughs> no, that was just Trump. Like, yeah, Trump, right? Trump and his family. I think like, that's nice to say. I think it was clearly cocaine. Oh, yeah. There's, well, there, I'm sure there's multiple things. Yeah, he had extra juice in his injection. Are we so happy that that's over? Yes. Well, no, he's not dead yet. I mean, so, <laughs> I know, I mean so like, I'm just saying, like, it's, I mean, yes, he will be less, he's still going to be vocal. It's I know, he's probably going to start his own little media empire, and we can all laugh from over here where we're like, ha, ha, ha. I just can't wait until he's indicted and then convicted. That'll be great. Right? Yeah. Yes. But You'll we be also in jail. Have... You can't run in 2024. You'll I know, right? Jail. That'll be so great. Unless his PO lets him off for like you know work release. I wonder if you can run for president. Maybe I don't, I don't know if you have to have a clean record. I don't know the rules. Yeah, me either. We need to. Ooh, maybe you could check into that. Yeah. On your alt wrong stuff. Yeah, like what? What do you have to do? What can you get away with as president, in terms of running? And it turns out you can't be born in Hawaii. Yeah, <laughs> because that was a big problem. And I mean, so then Puerto Rico and all those are out also probably. Yeah. Or are they? I don't know. That's a good question. Poor Puerto Rico. The U.S. Virgin Islands. Dude, I mean, that would be a cool president. Alaska. And isn't there Alaska like Alaska shouldn't be? You isn't shouldn't there a U.S. Samoa or something? I think there is. Samoa, yeah. So okay, and then could they? Oh yeah, check into that. Yeah, I'll check into that. I'll be like, what can you get away with? Yeah, you guys are good at that yeah well we do some research we try to do some i feel like we could do better but a part of the fun is uh being a dumbass that kind of like adds to the comedic feel of it of that's pretty much my normal so i don't have to try much to do that it's fun it's fun to i don't know i i one of my pet peeves is when people can't admit they're wrong you know like they like they're like they always have to know everything and i'm like have you ever just tried not knowing and getting comfortable with it, and then like still having the curiosity to figure it out, it's very fun, you know. Yeah, okay, it's actually, being a good husband, it's like I know nothing, I do nothing right, but as a good husband, you try. Yeah, there you go. But okay, you've been in multiple relationships though. Like I think, and yeah. and when I was married, I, I we used to fight all the time over stupid shit stuff. Like it was the dumbest stuff. Was your dumbest fight ever? Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, it wouldn't even matter. It would just be yeah. like, um, we had that yesterday, or we had this, we whatever food. And, but it was always just stupid stuff. And like, I eventually learned, like, what was I thinking? Like, it, why did I have to be right? And yeah. even if I thought I was right, why did I always have to feel like I had to say I was right? Yeah, yeah, it's really funny. I say I'm sorry a lot now. That's good. That's growth. But but I say it in a sense of, you know, I still know what I said, but I'm just sorry that it hurt you. And then it opens up a line of communication. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then they're also able to say, oh, I was also the same, blah, 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 blah. And yeah. then it's all mushy and stuff. And then me and Felix get along. 
There you go. Is this your cat? <laughs> no, it's not my cat. It's just the cat that strolls around. Yeah, the it's apartment. just you don't even know. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where the ch- microchip came from. Like, is it microchip? With my address? Who the hell did that? What is happening? Who's <laughs> taking my life? <laughs> What's next for Alt Wrong? Um. Uh, well, the next episode we're going to do the dog show, the uh, best in Ooh. show dog show this year. Um, uh, because we love it, we love a bitch, you know, we love a good bitch on that show. Um, so we'll probably just keep doing two episodes a uh, two episodes a month and do our best to keep it fun, keep it fresh. Keep it less than three hours. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. I know. Like, it's just that Devin and I couldn't stop talking. And he'll be like a guest host here and there. And lesson learned. It was funny because I, I was like, hey, come on the show and we'll see what our see what our chemistry is, you know, because you never know what it's going to be like. And turned Devin out Devin had to great. take a pee break. He had to take like three. Three pee breaks? I think. So, I'm known for my ironclad bladder. Like, I could make it to St. George in one go. So to pause the recording, you hit pause. I've never known that. Yeah, I try. I tried it. Did it work? Yeah. Clearly worked. Yeah, because there was, it wasn't cut up. It was nice. Worked, so. Huh. Well, Very cool. Eventually, well, I, we'll have to do that with the video too. Yeah. Pause. Pause. So Rest two a month. Two a month. Uh, yeah, we're gonna try to release on Tuesdays, and I really want our like when we say goodbye to be see you next Tuesday. Um, we just got to make sure that we, I'm like, we got to stick to our, our recording schedule to make sure we get them out on Tuesdays before that becomes our thing. Because then what if it releases on like a Wednesday and I said, see you next Tuesday. And they're like, Elizabeth, it's Wednesday. But we, you can, know? we can backdate the date of the post. There you go. Oh my gosh, Dylan, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> we did do that. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan would love if I was on some set schedule. I think you would appreciate <laughs> that for me. No, you're you're fine. He's but, see, he's so laid back. Dylan? Yeah. Living's easy with eyes closed, you know? Yep. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> when he's like, Steve, can you do this <laughs> podcast? Eh, we'll see. And then that like that day. Oh, sure. I really didn't remember that. Oh yeah, la- the last one with Fogarty. Oh yeah. I've missed a bunch. Yeah. That was a that was a very interesting one, though. You, sometimes I just have to admit, I just don't want to sleep through them. I, mean, I think I've hibernated a lot during COVID. Yeah. It's, it's a good it's year okay. to catch up on the Zs. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm doing that a lot. Yeah. I'm not holding anything against anybody this year that makes them get out of the house. Because I've canceled things. You know, I've wanted to go to comedy shows with wise guys and yeah, things like that. But I just can't bring myself to go. Yep. Elizabeth, if people want to find all wrong mm-hmm. so i know they can find it on the utah podcast network, yes but where else or how can they do you have a facebook page and stuff too we are working on that it is an old one so i need to get dylan like permissions and we're working on that one but we do have an instagram alt wrong podcast at obviously at alt wrong podcast and then you can find us on like spotify and apple music and stitcher and all of the likes if we want to see you doing comedy. Where would you find me? Sometimes wise guys. I haven't gone in a while um, because of that mandate, you know, like the one that was like very scary. 
extra scary Thanksgiving Halloween scare. If we want in the bubble to get like the live shows, can we do that? Yeah, yeah, you could totally do that. I can apply yeah. for your bubble. Yeah, you could apply for the bubble. <laughs> yeah, tell them yeah. we should do that. It's the European totally. model, but um, yeah. So Wise Guys or Ice House is a really good open mic for people who want to try that one. That's Mondays and Wednesdays at eight thirty. In that's Murray. in Murray. Mm-hmm. And then there's my brother did their logo. Oh really? Oh nice. And then um, there's oh what is that other place? Tavernacle on Thursdays at seven. It's another mic. And they're you, pretty empty. Except have you done for any space. of the streaming shows? I haven't. I haven't streamed. No, I haven't done any okay. of that. I know. I usually like to do. Um, just the live stand-up comedy, but I don't know if they stream them, unfortunately. Maybe I'll stream them myself. Maybe I'll live stream my consciousness. We have a video thing now. Yeah, perfect. You could do it. Yeah, we could do it. <laughs> Before we get to the bonus questions, we want to talk about your new thing you're doing, your, your life coaching. Yeah, I started a life coaching business because I actually got three-quarters of a degree in psychology, and that was like my dream is to be a therapist. And I, it's like a, it was a huge hobby of mine and also a personal passion wherein I think I've lived a lot of life for my age. I've gone through a lot of kind of crazy, wild experiences. And so I obviously have been in therapy a lot because you got to when your life is hard, you know. And so I was, I was just doing intensive therapy all the time. It was this lifelong passion. It was my dream to be a therapist. And then I happened to learn how to build software, and that makes a lot more money than a therapist. So then I just was like, I got to do that because I got to get out of poverty, you know? And so <laughs> um, it's kind of always been this thing that I'm like, I could be a life coach because I've gotten like certain certifications that would allow for that. And I just was always kind of coming up with the excuse of I don't have time. And then I finally was like, what, what am I talking about? I totally have time. And so now I run this little life coaching thing. It's not therapy. Um, it's life coaching. And it's resiliency training. And we will, like, eventually kind of work on breath work if people need that. That's just certification I got. But the main one is resilience training. And that is about setting goals and looking at obstacles as opportunities and kind of finding ways in which maybe your past is inhibiting you from growth and not focusing focusing so much on the past being the inhibitor so much as what are the opportunities right now that we can grow through to reach our goals. And so we set goals, we set challenges together, and it's a way um, for me to, like, I keep them accountable with those challenges and those growth points for the future. It's all future-focused. It's not like, tell me about your mom, you know? It's like, we can talk about your mom if it's preventing you right now from getting ready to What's go. your own growth goal right now? My own growth goal is actually to um, focus on one thing at a time. I'm trying really hard to do single task like orientation. I feel like I can be so multitasking all the time that it actually prevents me from achieving my full potential. Like it's like if I'm working on too much stuff at one time, then it isn't good for me. It's not good for anybody else. And so just kind of understanding that a way to honor other people and myself is like focus on one thing at a time and give it the time and attention it deserves in the moment, but then like not kind of bounce, like ping between three or four things all day. It's 
Marcel, like, okay, you have an hour to do this. This is your hour for that. And it's dedicated to that. So that's... And I've heard it, multitasking. It's like you're doing three things shitty instead yes. of one thing good. And people will tell you I'm so good at multitasking. And I was one of them. And then I realized I'm actually deluding myself. Like, I could be really good at certain shit if I would just focus on it for real, you know? So that's my growth goal. But, yeah. Also, I think another one in therapy I'm working on, me being vulnerable, is allowing other people to help me or, like, accepting nice things. I feel like I can be hyper-independent. And so I'm working on not viewing that as a weakness. So there you go. That's tough. Mm-hmm. It is. When you get so comfortable being strong all the time, it kind of becomes a defense mechanism or a way that you feel like you're in control, but really you're setting yourself up for kind of a, an isolated life because you're not letting people do the things that normal people should let them do. And you see it as a threat almost of like, what do you want from me? What is this going to cost me? Like, and that's kind of a toxic perspective, at least for me. So I'm working on it. And along those lines, if, you know, if you're doing everything yourself, you know, you're going to get burned out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exhausted. Because I've, I've, I've known people that, you know, they're the CEO, uh, chairman of everything mm-hmm. person. And, you know, they, they get burned out or, you know, things start slipping. But then once they allow people to help them, mm-hmm. you know, it just enriches everybody. Exactly. Plus, them. people like to help. It kind of allows them to show up for you in a way that's healing for them, you know. And so it's not always just about what you need, but maybe someone really needs to help someone. And maybe you can be that person that they help and that helps them, you know. Sometimes it, sometimes it can be the kindest thing you can do is let someone help you. So, If, if people awesome. want to be coached. If they want to be coached, go to um, ellipselifecoaching.com or at ellipsecoachinglifecoaching on um, Instagram. And, and spell that because it's a slightly different spelling of ellipse, isn't it? No, two oh. L's. It is two yeah. L's. Okay. Yes. Um, E-L-L-I... P-S-E, Ellipse, Life Coaching. And there's a scheduler on the website, and you can just schedule time. And it's um, not super expensive. I don't want it to, like, be this super pricey thing because it's really just a way for me to utilize my skills and my passions to see if I can help other people, you know? Awesome. Should we do the bonus questions? Yeah. I mean, I'm just still, like, I mean, I'm still, like, analyzing what you just said. Okay, how valuable that is. That's amazing. Oh, thanks. (laughs) So I think it's really helpful. Thank you. Well, see? Helping. (laughs) Aww. I really can't wait to join the bubble. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I guess we could do this one. I didn't ask this one, and I like asking this one um, of people. Uh, Who inspires you? Oh, I would say my life's biggest inspiration, um, it's equal parts, my grandma Doris and equal parts my Aunt Laura, they both passed away. Um, and I would say my Aunt Laura was a huge inspiration to me because this woman was diagnosed with breast cancer at 28 years old, so not far away from my age. 
She, it went into remission. It came back metastatic in her spine a year oh. later. She had it for 17 years before she passed away. And um, she basically was really sad that she had cancer. Obviously, she was like, this is super unfair. And when you look at her family, it's funny because she was like the one that followed all the rules and did everything perfectly. And like all of her siblings were shitheads. So she was like, um, excuse me, like, really? This is so unfair. And so what she did with it was she basically said, whenever my white blood cell count is high enough, I'm going to Ethiopia and Vietnam and Ecuador to do Operation Smile and like Doctors Without Borders stuff. And she ended up getting a PhD in nursing and she wrote a book and she just was, she started, she helped start like a bunch of charities here in Salt Lake. One of them was PJ's Forgotten Children. It was a charity I loved and she really got me into volunteer work when I was little. And she basically said service is like the most healing thing a person can do. And she would always account her longevity with this metastatic breast cancer to all the service that she was doing. And so it was one of those things that when she died, we were all stunned because we thought she's going to live forever. And she just, I've never seen someone devote their life to people less fortunate than her or themselves. I've never seen someone so selfless. And she really taught me that like, if you're struggling, the best thing you can do is help someone else. And like, it's the most healing thing. So I would say she, she was great. And then my grandma Doris taught me that um, women's feet should be small and they should always have makeup on. And I'm very grateful for that. <laughs> that they should always have makeup on. Yeah, yeah, unless you're going to bed. But like, you should look good when you go out to the grocery store, you know? Grandma Doris, she had standards. She had the best isms. Like, she would always say, Elizabeth, prisons are full of people with bad teeth. You can't date a person with bad teeth because they'll probably end up in prison. And that was good logic. Oh. It was sound. <laughs> well, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Well, because like, I mean, and that's like the hilarity of it all is like you could have a very interesting conversation about socioeconomic status and like what good teeth in America actually represent. It actually is like an indicator that I am, you know, I am a middle class at least, you know, which those are less likely to be felons. And so it actually could be a very interesting social justice topic, but that's not, that was not where she was at, you know? And when you said always makeup on and little feet, I thought of a geisha. Yeah, no, like, <laughs> she really, <laughs> she was a geisha. That's a crazy thing for you to say that. No, um, she was just a 1950s housewife, but she's so sweet and lovey and, like, but she very much was a woman that was done up. But she had so much grace and glamour that I really want, I don't know, I've always wanted to not embody that because I'm never going to be graceful or glamorous, but she has taught me that it's important to feel good about yourself, you know, and so. what? What's your definition of success? I would say my definition of success is just impacting as many people as positively as you can while doing good things, I guess. You want to be productive. You want to leave the world better than you left it, I guess. So I know it's kind of generic, but it is really what I think a successful person is, is like um, my aunt, Laura, she would say, when you die, you want to make sure you leave behind something you're proud of. And so that could be your legacy. That could be your children. It could be your family. It could be your career. It could be your business. It could be whatever, like your life long passion of painting with your hair you know I don't know 
but you want to leave behind something you're proud of. And I think that if anyone who does that is successful. Have you reached that yet? Maybe. Yourself? I don't know. I don't know. I think, I don't know. Not quite yet. Not quite yet, you know, but uh, I'm getting there. I'll leave behind Barry if I die right now. And that's very, that's a beautiful legacy. This gray toy poodle, five pounds, <laughs> always in a sweater, demands to have shoes on before he steps in the snow. Not and, my choice, his choice. Makeup? No, no makeup for the poodle. He was born beautiful. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we we got a sweater for Indy because when they cut his hair, it was so snarled that they just had to shave it off. Mm-hmm. So he's got this little gray sweater. Oh, it's so, so adorable. And he looks like a chihuahua now. Oh, <laughs> that's so adorable. The neighbors haven't gotten awesome. a sweater for Felix. That's so weird. You should it's maybe get him one. You should... Tell them to. It's like you should get him just, one. Just I mean, even though it's not your cat, like I know that you shouldn't be taking care of it, but it's <laughs> yeah, I'll look into that. Yeah, it's probably because you treat it better than they do. That's why when yeah. it's around, they they're just always like, "Get out of my apartment! <laughs> Whose cat is this?" <laughs> and I just leave my doors open. So yeah, it just goes he, right in there. He just wanders <laughs> in. <laughs> it doesn't help that you eat cat food. Oh hell no. In fact, no, this cat will not, I mean, the neighbor's cat, will not get, like, wet food, because, I'm sorry, that stuff's just disgusting. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, the neighbor doesn't buy that for the cat. No, that's gross. Get it, meow mix. Yeah, and it's better for its teeth. Yeah. I I mean, so I've heard. Yeah, it is. So, like. Barry has dry food, because it's better for his shitty teeth that I have to pay a ton of money for them to pull out every year. Oh, uh, see, I know. that's that's all the neighbor was thinking for yeah. Felix. Is don't <laughs> give him the shitty wet food. I hope this is a new bit. <laughs> just show. gonna just the cat Felix is gonna be multi-threaded through all the episodes. <laughs> yeah, totally. Your mom will love it. His mom's our only listener. I'm, oh, but nice. you know, to be fair, I don't know if she really listens. Oh well, I'm sorry I said the f word, ma'am. She's her dwarf. Okay, me. great. <laughs> Just don't say shut up. Okay, yeah, that's, that's offensive. A, that's a trigger word. Yeah, Barry hates to be shushed. It's very funny. That's really? His, he hates that noise. Like, you could yell at him and be like, Barry, like, get the hell out of there. But if you shush him, he will look at you and be like, that hurt me. <laughs> and I was like, I feel that. I think that's fair. <laughs> yeah, oh, my gosh. I think it's bonus. bonus Let's go to yeah. bonus questions. Okay. Yeah, we're not going to go up three hours. Okay. Sorry. No, you're good. We're at like, I don't know if we made one. We're at 54 minutes. Yeah, that's good. Okay, first off, what does creativity mean to you? Creativity is like a flow state where you are obviously creating something um, outside of yourself. You're kind of putting your ideas into something else that's tangible outside of your, your physical self, I guess. So it would be like drawing or writing, or talking, or just really anything, getting your ideas out there, your brain out into the world for other people to experience. Awesome. Love it. Who's your favorite Muppet, and why? Oh, obviously Miss Piggy. I think she's fabulous. I think underrated. I think we are all actually Miss Piggy. Like, I mean, please. Like, everyone wants to say Elmo, or maybe, like, but we're all Miss Piggies or Oscars. Like, that's the truth. I like Oscar. Yeah, like, we all relate. Like, as an adult, like, you see Miss Piggy, and she's like, 
I want money. I want comfort. I'm fabulous. I want to eat a lot. And we're all like, yeah, I want the same. I want all that. I miss Piggy when I'm drunk. Love it. (laughs) I'm gonzo the rest of the time. (laughs) Yeah, I'm definitely Oscar the Grouch. I like that. But I do like Sam the Eagle because he's hilarious. Oh, yeah, he's underrated. He's pretty hilarious. I love him. He doesn't realize how dumb he is sometimes, (laughs) which is probably me. So, yeah, it's fitting. Hmm. I've never thought of Sam the Eagle that way, but it makes complete sense. Uh, And then last, in the movie of your life, who would play you? The movie of my life? Um, (laughs) Who would play me? Probably, um, I don't know. That's a really good question. Like, probably Miley Cyrus. Yeah, she's kind of, like, wild, found herself. But she's wild, but she's also, like, very mature. Yeah, like, she figured her shit out, you know? She did, like, a bunch of DMT when she was 15, and now she's, like, self-actualized as an old, like, what is she, 30 now? So probably her, plus I feel like I get told I look like her a lot, so it would just be an easy crossover. I kind of see it. Yeah. When I was in Lagoon, at, I was at Lagoon in when I was like 15, and like all these little girls ran up to me, thought I was Hannah Montana because I had like blonde <laughs> hair back then. And that was like the moment I was like, oh, this is my celebrity look like. So I was also lazy because like it was a lazy answer for me to give. Cause, you like, didn't have the stage deck at Lagoon no, at that point? I didn't. No, my dad was in India. <laughs> <laughs> You'll know. You'll learn about that I'm in the three-hour episode. Yeah. Listen to the rest of that like yeah. podcast. If, if you've ever seen her on uh, Two and a Half Men, she's been on a few episodes. Oh, the, nice. But she in that episode, she acted just like my sister. And oh, really? It, it, was, it was creepy. You're it's like, like oh. that's my sister to a T because my sister's a bit much. Oh, nice. <laughs> Wait, so you can sing? Can you sing? A little bit, like for fun. Yeah, I saw that video a week or so ago. You with the guitar? Yep. Yeah, guitar, piano. I think Barry's pissed. At yeah, us. Barry wants his legs to be stretched. <laughs> <laughs> Barry's living in a bag right now. Yeah, sorry, Barry. <laughs> You're like dog hostage down here. Dog stitch. Dog stitch. Yeah. I try to make words work, and they don't always. All right, I say we, we wrap, man. Yeah, wrap it up. So if people want to follow you on Instagram and wherever, what's what are those handles? At Elizabeth Leach underscore L-E-A-C-H. Not the blood-sucking parasite, but close. Um, <laughs> so that's where. And then from there... Is um, that on in, your dating profile too? I wish. No. <laughs> uh, and then on there, you can follow Ellipse Life Coaching or Alt Wrong from my bio from Elizabeth Leach underscore. So... And get ready for six hours a month of listening. Yeah, six hours. It's going to be, it's pleasant. You can drive to Sedona on one episode. It's crazy. It took me like three days to listen to it. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I think we've reached our point with us. Perfect. Uh, yeah, our uh, one hour. need to maybe like Ogden at the most. Yeah, if we Perfect. Stop, if we stop now, we can stay under an hour because we're at 59, 23, 24. Oh, yeah, we're done. Yeah. All right. Bye, everybody. Peace out. Bye. Peace. Bye.
podcast is done, man. 